now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful ghost, we got Chevin Nooney, Phil, Porkman Simmons, and we got Nate Christian. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Doing well. It looks like we have Deuce Staley here with that bald head <laughs> and that old visor on. So it's, it's good to be know. graced by his presence. He's about yeah. 60 more pounds to be Deuce Staley. It is the hat yeah. podcast tonight. Should I put my, my hat backwards and be really cool? No, um, all, all that's, that's not that's not going to help you. Maybe Next the second pod. episode. Next pod, yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. So, speaking of episodes tonight, we are going to be talking about last minute running backs that we want to acquire now before the season starts. Season's coming up finally. This is what we have been waiting for. Nate and I get to do our favorite things and set some lineups. Ah, it's the worst. <laughs> it's, Can't believe we're on a team together. Yeah, I don't know how we got roped into <laughs> that's that. That's not good. No, it's gonna. No, the drafting is going fine. It's great. It's great. collaborative. I like our team so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Sundays are going to be a problem. So we're gonna ha- Nate, evens or odds? What do you like better? Uh, odds. Okay, great. You set the lineup on odd weeks. I set it on even weeks. How's that sound? All right, sounds good. Perfect. There's more odd weeks in the season, so we're good to go. Um, (laughs) Well, we are going to win the championship, so you guys better watch out. So let's talk about these last-minute running backs that we want to get on our roster. And look, they could be, does our team, are we contending? Do we want that stud? Do we want a guy like a solid running back, too, or a flex? We do have to consider everything when we go into these Mm -hmm. trades. So, Nate, uh, who are you looking to add to your roster and why? Yeah, I'm looking at a guy that's a little bit cheaper than I think some of the other guys were going to mention. Khalil Herbert for the Chicago Bears. I know Chev's going to be all, all with me here. Herbert's going to have a role this year, and I don't think it's going to be a backup role. I think it's going to be a committee role. I think him and David Montgomery are going to share the workload. David Montgomery is going to absolutely be the 1A, but I think Herbert's going to be pretty close behind him as the 1B. And I think he's going to take a lot of passing work, which, as we know, in fantasy football is you know worth a lot of points. That passing down, those long downs, you know, catching passes out of the backfield, that's how you score fantasy points. Whether it's right or wrong, you catch a pass and go five yards. That's a point and a half compared to a 15-yard rush. You know, mm-hmm. so Khalil Herbert, you know, the coaching staff loves him. They've been talking about him. He's been getting a lot of run with the ones. Montgomery, we've seen him, you know, have some health issues throughout his career so far. Herbert has certainly impressed in the time that he took over as a spot starter last year. And he's cheap. I mean, you can get him right now for, you know, a late second. You know, you can get him for Alexander Madison. You probably, with the Alexander Madison trade rumors, you probably can get him for Alexander Madison and, you know, something on top. You know, a throw-in player. You can get him for Kenneth Gainwell. These are all the running backs I think don't have the upside that Khalil Herbert has because I think he has a pretty easy path to playing time. And we've seen in the past that he can do something with that playing time. So I think this is a guy we got to chase now because it's not going to take the you know midway through the season for this to happen. I think he's going to start the season with some valuable playing time. So grab him now. He's going to be a solid flex for you going forward. Maybe a spot starter if Montgomery's injured. And worst comes worse in Dynasty, you probably can flip him for something nice at the end of the season. I will say I love – what you're saying you get him for Alexander Madison really only relevant if Dalvin cook gets hurt, which we know happens, but 
it's unpredictable. Kenneth Gainwell's not looked good this preseason. I got to be honest with you. He's uh, from everything I've heard. He's been dropping balls in practice, which they want him to be the receiving back. Miles Sanders has had problems holding onto the ball. So Kenneth Gainwell not looking that great. Um, I expect yeah. Eagles to add a running and, back within this. And with Alexander Madison, like you said, he's going to get run, but only if Dalvin Cook's hurt. Right. Herbert's going to get run even with Montgomery healthy. And that's the important theory thing here. You know, you can trade a backup running back for a committee running back. And when you see that value, you got to take advantage of it. And in Dynasty, David Montgomery is a free agent at this year. And I don't really think the Bears are going to sign him to a long-term contract. This doesn't really fit where their team is. So Herbert's going to have a chance at that RB1 role unless they bring somebody in with early day, uh, early day two draft capital. Yeah, essentially, I'm going to make it really dumb and simple for everyone listening. Nate saying Madison, Gamewell, that's handcuff value. Khalil Herbert's standalone value, and that's what you look yep. for, even though the backfield appears to be convoluted, much like the Eagles and Vikings backfield. So, uh, Nate, I love where you're coming from here. And all right, we're going to talk about that. Chev, who are you trying to acquire? By the way, I want to say this is a guy that I have in a lot of spots, startups, best ball, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like where your head's at, there's some uncertainty there in the future, obviously, but where are you leaning? Yeah, and I, I absolutely do not understand how this guy is running back 28 on keep trade cuts. I understand maybe he didn't get signed to his fifth-year contract, but if that's the reason that he's falling, give me Josh Jacobs every single day of the week. I love Josh Jacobs. The way he runs the football, he runs hard. You know he's going to get in the end zone. I think he's had seven touchdowns rushing the football every year that he's been in the NFL. That's great. Uh, he's effective in the passing game. He's got involved more and more, which we thought when he came out of college that that was going to be one of his main attributes that he was going to bring to the team. And it just didn't happen the first, his first season in the NFL. It progressively got better. But uh, I just don't understand how Josh Jacobs, a guy who's finished running back, I think 11 and running back eight the last two years, is going at running back 28. I know they got Zamir White now. That's okay. I mean, if he has to get spelled a little bit to be stay healthy, I know he's had a couple times where health has been a little bit of an issue, but I'm not passing up on a guy that has been a top 12 running back the last two seasons to get some of these other guys that we don't even know if they're going to be the starter for the team or they might be in a backfield where it's a committee. And I'd rather much have a guy that is Josh Jacobs, who's going to give me possibly 50 receptions and he's going to give me seven touchdowns rushing the football with 900 rushing yards. I mean, we're, he, he should be looking at a running back one season. If I'm the Raiders, you got Zamir White, you know, maybe you don't rush him as much this in, into this season, and you just run the crap out of Josh Jacobs, and then you let him go to a different team after this year. Why not? I mean, I don't see them bringing him back. I think he's going to move on. I mean, there's plenty of teams that could use a running back next season. We have Atlanta, who they have Tyler Algier, but – I don't know what exactly he's going to be doing this season. We have Philadelphia, who may need a running back after this season. We have guys there that can't stay healthy. We have Miami, another great spot, especially with all the wide receivers that they have there now that will open up a lot of room for him. So I'm, I'm rolling with Josh Jacobs this season. I know there's speculation that, oh, they, they don't want him. He's not that good anymore. That's BS. He's a top 12 running back in the NFL and in fantasy, so – I'm rolling with Josh Jacobs all day, and if if I if it bites me in the dust after this next season, then it does. But if you have him this season, there's a good chance he's going to be a running back one again. So, Chef, you're swinging for the fences with Josh Jacobs, essentially, is what you're saying. What are you paying yeah. to acquire him? 
Yeah, I think I saw him go for like two seconds. And I mean, that's a pretty damn steal to me. Like you're getting a guy that's already proven rather than, you know, two guys that could pan out. Uh, But I don't know. I just I'd rather go with the guy that I know is going to give me the points this season rather than just being a guy, a couple guys that maybe don't even pan out. And I think there's another one for Robinson in a second. It depends how you feel about Robinson. I mean, I think there's value there for him, uh, but you got ETN there now. Um, I don't know. I think that's a really close deal in my opinion, but I, th- I still think I'm going with Josh Jacobs. He's going to be the guy there, but I can see going going the Robinson side. I mean, we've we've talked about Robinson a lot in these these fast these last few weeks, and they, there is some value there. I mean, we think ETN is going to be a guy that maybe gets more work in the passing game. And Robinson's a guy that can be a guy that really runs on the ground for him really well to start off the season. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a really close deal, but I like, I like Josh Jacobs, man. I think there is going to be a lot of run and a lot of points for him this upcoming year. Yeah. I love that Josh Jacobs for two seconds straight mm-hmm. because, you know, as a competing team, I would absolutely move two seconds for Josh Jacobs to get him yeah. on my roster and, you know, really solidify the running backs on my, my lineup. But also, if I was a rebuilding team or, you know, I wasn't feeling great about this year, I would also love to acquire two 23 second-round picks for Josh Jacobs, you know, and get younger in my squad. So, you know, I love that trade for both teams. It really just depends on where, where you are with your team. Yeah, and that's a great point because if you're rebuilding, you don't want those middle-age running backs. I know he's 24 right now, I think, but – not too long until second contract. That's what second it is. contract comes up, and he is not the same running back that he used to be. I, I still think Jacobs is going to be fine, but we've seen it too many times to where they these running backs just fall off at the age of twenty seven. I mean, it's not everybody, but you just see production start to dwindle. Before we move on, I want to say the James Robinson trade. A lot of people would lean the Robinson side. One could argue that James Robinson is a much more crowded backfield than Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs' oh, yeah. competition Certainly. is Samir White, who's looked good in preseason playing against what's likely to be backups, Brandon Bolden, Britton Brown, and Amir Abdullah. So, hey, hey I Amir mean, Abdullah, he's he's the fifth string running back. and oh, so, He might be the first string receiving. He might play the James White role, man. I'm just saying. You might want to watch out. Okay. Um, also, fun fact, courtesy of our producer, Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris are the same age. Uh, but that. remember, Najah Harris is bad because um, he had to be a senior at Alabama to play. Uh, Chev also shared a tweet in our group chat today. Check this out. Raiders first round picks from 2019 to 2021. 2021, Alex Leatherwood cut. Henry Ruggs, 2020, Henry Ruggs III cut and in jail. 2020, also Damon Arnett cut. 2019, they had three first round picks. Cleveland Farrell, Josh Jacobs, and Jonathan Abram all declined their fifth year option. So Raiders, what you doing? <laughs> like, no bueno. A lot of random change, man. I mean, that team just seems to find a way to shoot themselves in the foot more and more. And it's still being the playoffs. It's still being the playoffs. You so. know, the Raiders the Raiders might be like the new Browns, but with a much better offensive situation. <laughs> because that I mean, you guys remember when they lost to the Jets on that last second, like Hail Mary, but they did like an all out Mm -hmm. blitz. Like Mm -hmm. that just encompasses what the Raiders have been over the past couple of years, which is fun. Um, All right. So let's move on. And Phil, where is my show sheet? There it is. (laughs) 
My apologies. Phil. And I had to sift through all the information you put on the show sheet here. Who are you trying to acquire before <laughs> season starts? Um, so um, I'm kind of going the Nate route a little bit. Um, I think it's a little bit more um, expensive, but it's still like the handcuff role. I'm going to go with uh, Michael Carter. Um, the one thing to me that's kind of glaring, you kind of got to read the news clippings a little bit, is that um, they said Michael Carter is going to be the RB1 to start the season. Um, that kind of shows for me because we didn't see any type of injuries um, with Brees Hall or anything. He did the whole training camp, and I'm not really sure if that's something that Robert Sala um, isn't telling us or anything, but maybe he's just telling us that Michael Carter right now is, is outplaying him in training camp and in the preseason. Um, I know the Brees Hall hype is a little bit um, out of hand, in my opinion, a little bit. But if Michael Carter is the type of guy that they're telling that they're going to start the season and we see week one, he's the first person out there, um, I think that's something we need to monitor. So I kind of want to jump on that right now. Um, I think you can get him a, a little bit cheaper, maybe like a – you might be able to get him for a third or a late second at this point. Late second might be a little bit expensive. But if it's somebody that you really like in that prospect, uh, I know I like Michael Carter coming out um, high school. Um, I mean, come out of high school, coming out of college. I play Debbie. Um, <laughs> um, I like them coming out of North Carolina. Um, he had that good uh, pass catching upside. But I think when Brees Hall um, does establish himself a little bit, I think he's going to have some standalone value um, with the pass catching work. Um, you can They're going to use him in third down. They're just not going to um, – I don't think they're going to use Brees Hall and just run him into the ground um, just coming out. So just for this year, I think he's going to have some third down work. Um, he's gonna, I think he's going to help your team. Um, win some weeks, um, you know, if Brees Hall um, doesn't look good in the beginning um, and or he gets hurt, I think if, if Michael Carter comes out there, they might be down from time to time. So he will throw him some check downs and, and get those PPR points. So that's something that we're continuing to push. Um, if it's full PPR, you get the one point. I'll take the one point in zero yards. It's still a point, in my opinion. So um, when, when it comes down to that Jets offense, they're still trying to get things together. Um, Joe Flacco. He's a smart quarterback, so he's going to check the ball down. He's not going to continue to chuck the ball down the field all day. He's a smart guy. But um, Zach Wilson, when he comes back and gets acclimated to that offense, I think he's going to utilize um, them check downs because I know he's he's also hurt, so he's, uh, he's not going to try to scramble as much. He's going to use the use those running backs out the backfield. And I think Michael Carter is going to be that guy to help him out um, this year. And for next year, value I, I think he's he's still 23 years old and it's going to be his third year next year so i think they're going to still use that committee um rb backfield i know we we still continue to look for these workhorse backs um it's not like that anymore so i think they're still going to use Brees hall first and second down and use michael carter in the third down role because um, i think he'll sell that at this level yeah right. you know i want to i want to ask you know when you're talking Michael Carter this year, you're expecting like Naeem Hines of 2020? Yeah, something 20, like that. Yeah, in 2020, you know, Naeem Hines was the RB15 at the end of the season. You know, he only had 380 rush yards and three touchdowns on the ground, but 63 receptions, 482 yards, and four touchdowns in the air. So, you know, you think he can play kind of that role, like Brees Hall being JT kind of in that idea? Kind of something like that because they had the issue with Carson Wentz uh, being able to check down. That's why we didn't mm-hmm. see that Nine Hines uh, type of production that we've seen in prior years because he had Phillip Rivers to check down, yeah. check down King. 
um, Matt Ryan when he did have uh, Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman was a, a running back one. I know he was a top guy, but his running back two was Tevin Coleman, who gave you really good production as well. So if you put <clears throat> Michael Carter in the Tevin Coleman role when he was in Atlanta, I think he'll give you some some Adam some really good um, um, uh, fancy production. Yeah, the longer that Joe Flacco plays, the better that Michael Carter is going to do. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So pork selling for Michael Carter for the next season. And now we're going to wrap it up with a running back that I'm kind of coming around on a little bit. And that is Miami Dolphins running back Chase Edmonds. So I'm kind of going for value here. You know, being realistic, sometimes your rosters, you're either really top heavy or bottom heavy, or sometimes you just have to find a way to win. And you can't always get Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris. Sometimes Guys just don't want to move off these guys. So I'm trying to bring to you a realistic approach to be competitive in season. So here's why I'm looking at Chase Edmonds. He is running back 33 on both DLF and keep trade cut. Signed a two years, $12.6 million contract on March 14th, in case anyone is asking. His backups are Raheem Mostert, mostly, who is a fit for the system that the new coach is going to run. And sorry, coach, what's his name? McDaniels, I think it is. Um, I don't care how you identify. You're as white as I am. Uh, but Raheem Mostert has missed 24 games the last two years. That is a lot of time missed. Raheem Mostert, he is made of glass. I do not trust him. So I think he's a potential running back too, or if at you know, worst, a high upside flex play. Um, so his other competition for touches, it's really not anything spectacular. We say it's a crowded backfield, but just because there's a lot of guys on the roster doesn't mean it's a crowded backfield. For example, if you send me a trade and I have Saquon Barkley and you want him and you send me eight running backs who are going to be waiver wire fodder, that's not winning. Okay. You're just sending me shit for a unicorn. Essentially (laughs) his other competitions are Sony Michelle, who was released on Monday, miles Gaskin, Savannah Ahmed, Jared Dokes and Zaquandre. Zaquandre. Oh my God. Zaquandre White. Sorry. Um, and I have not it. been able to check. I don't know if any of these guys have been released in the Dolphins' final roster cut down. Um, but nobody here, aside from Miles Gaskin, who showed that he could play well, we like Savannah Med on this podcast, but he's a backup. He's a running back three for a team. Um, in 2020, career high 592 yards on 116 attempts for Mr. Edmonds, and that is with two touchdowns. So, just looking through some trades on DLF, straight up cost to acquire is kind of hard to find. There wasn't really just one for one player swaps, or he was kind of part of a package a lot. But what I'm seeing is typically a third round draft pick or a projected late round second. I'm sorry, late second round. Uh, but he's also typically part of a package where he is paired up with picks to upgrade the running back position. So this is again saying he's the tear down running back. Sometimes that could benefit you if that's what you need. Um, Here's a couple trade examples. Antonio Gibson for Michael Carter, Chase Edmonds, and a 23 second. Who wants the Chase Edmonds side in that one? Chev, you want Antonio Gibson? I mean, after he shot Brian Robinson, I might. (laughs) (laughs) All right. By the way, Brian Robinson is supposedly already back at the commander's facility. Um, Yeah, that's a blessing. Here's another yeah, one. Huge. James Cook, Zamir White, and a 23-second for Chase Edmonds and Cortland Sutton. So we have uh, two young running backs, not starting running backs, but young running backs, and a second-round draft pick for Chase Edmonds and Cortland Sutton. 
depending on what you need. If you're contending, I really think the Edmund Sutton side is probably a lot better for you right now. It's going to give you some guaranteed points. Um, but I actually think that the trade's pretty decent, to be honest with you. Depending on team makeup, I think a lot of times we tend to look at trades in a vacuum a little bit too much instead yeah. of looking, you know, every trade is team dependent. Mm-hmm. So um, that is why I am acquiring Chase Edmonds. Now, let's do our favorite thing. Let's do some rapid fire here. Seems like those a little bit. So rapid fire, running back buy now or pass. So are you willing to pay the price to acquire these running backs at cost? Buy now or forever hold your peace. And peace on the show sheet is spelled P-I-E-C-E. Clever, courtesy of our director of operations, Bob Van Duzer. Let's hear from Bob. He's going to hate that. All right. So, quickly, the group remember rapid fire pork. Rapid All fire. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Najee Harris for a mid 23 first, late 23 first, and Michael Pittman. Pork, start with you. Uh, that one's tough. Uh, I'm think I'm going to go with the Najee Harris side. I just okay. like that. He's the only guy back there in the backfield. Um, I would hate to get rid of Michael Pittman cause he actually has a real quarterback this year going the ball, but I think Najee is, is the guy in that backfield that's going to take over. Perfect. Chev, what are your thoughts on this? I think I'm going to go with the package. Honestly, I think Michael Pittman gives a good value this upcoming year. And I think with this next upcoming class, I think we can get some good value out of that with those picks. I think we can make up for what we're losing with Najee Harris, hopefully. Nate? Yeah, value-wise, I'm going to go with the package here. Um, I like Michael Pittman. I like next year's class. I like the firsts. Uh, let's let's diversify and get a lot of, a lot of good players. All right, so Nate said he's going with the package. Takes every single inch of it. And I think it is a fair <laughs> trade, depending on team makeup again. If you want to contend now, I have no problem sticking with Najee. Um, if you're looking to load up or you have a stacked running back room and you want to move Najee for these pieces, I'm fine with that as well. But overall, exactly. give me the package. That's what she said. So would you buy Travis Etienne for a late 23 first, a late 23 second, and Tony Pollard, Nate? I would. I would do the package because you're, taking, you're, you're not on the ETN side. No, I'm not on the ETN side. I'm on the package side. I, I take the draft picks. I love draft picks. And hey, Tony Pollard, I wouldn't be completely surprised if Tony Pollard had a similar year fantasy wise to Travis ETN. Okay. Pork. I'm taking the package as well. Um, just not the biggest fan of Travis ETN. So if you're giving me some draft capital for the following year and a player, um, for I think that when James Robinson comes back, he might get that he might get majority of those carries. So yeah, I want the package to improve my team for the following year and the piece. Perfect, Chev. Yeah, I think Travis Etienne is going to be a, a nice, solid athlete and player for the Jaguars. But I think I want the package as well. If Tony Pollard is going to produce like Travis Etienne, though, we should have been talking about him today. We should be buying that son of a gun right meow if that's the case. So mm-hmm. be looking out, see what you can get for him. Yeah, to me, Travis Etienne is probably going to help the Jaguars more than your fantasy team. I'm leaning the package side. All right, so now we're just going to narrow it down. One person per rapid fire. Nate, would you do Damian Pierce for a late 23 first and a late 23 second? I hate this. Thanks, Bob. You love Um, this. No, I absolutely hate this, and I'm going to trade Damian Pierce away for a first and a second. I think if you can get a first for him right now, unless you're – you really need a running back for this year. I'm looking to move Pierce. I think there's a lot of things going against him long-term, so give me the package. 
For the record, I'm okay to be wrong about Damian Pierce and load up on better skill players in the 2023 class. Um, Chev, Clyde Edwards-Alaire for an early 23 second. Oh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you were once better than JT. What happened to you, man? Just (laughs) just kidding, just kidding. Um, Oops, wrong one. Sorry, that was the wrong one. I meant to do sad trombone. (laughs) I was really going to hate that. He'll be fine. He likes that. I think I'm going to go with the early 23 second. Uh, like, I, like I've been saying all along, that's Patrick Mahomes' team, and I don't think they're going to run the ball as effectively as some people want them to do. I know CH has a lot of value being in that offense, but I'm, I'm going to get rid of him while I can at the moment. I agree. I would do the same thing. All right, Phil, Saquon Barkley for – Elijah Mitchell, Traylon Burks, and Dawson Knox. I think Bob put Dawson Knox on here purposely for you. I think so. Um, in this case, I'll probably go with Saquon. Um, I think he's coming back to where he needs to be. I know it's his second year off of that injury, um, and a lot of people are, are off of him, but I'm the one of the guys that still won't be off on, a, on him just because of his pure talent. Everybody was so hyped over him when he first came out. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Traylon Burks. Um, and I can get another tight end um, when it comes to Dawson Knox. Um, I do like Elijah Mitchell, but when it comes to that offense, I think that um, they're going to get to a point where they're going to put somebody else there at some point in time. That's that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to the 49ers. All right. And the last one, I'm going to wrap this up. Cam Akers for a mid-23 first. Give me the mid-23 first. I'm not – I've never been a really big Cam Akers guy. Um just no thanks. And that is Matt Stafford's offense. So we could be seeing the evolution of the Sean McVay offense looking like the Andy Reid offense where it's quarterback driven, not running back driven. As much as the fantasy community will try to jam that square peg into the round hole, the NFL dictates to you how the game really goes, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you plan accordingly. Does anyone else have anything else before we head out? Nope. Would you like me to play some fire music and then talk do the outro over it. I dare you. Yes, sir. You dare me? Oh, shit. Double dog. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go outside and lick a pole. Wow, that was bad. You know what? I get this now. It takes every single inch of it. All right, perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so thank you for tuning in, everybody. Make sure you head over, head on over, play the best best ball on the planet, Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code Rewind for a 100% match up to $100. If you want to go to a game or any other event, SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code DynastRewind for $20 off your first purchase. Trust me, it works. I've done it. Patreon.com forward slash DynastRewind. Join the best community in fantasy football. We now offer a 10% discount if you sign up for the entire year. It's basically like getting the entire or an entire month free, Vinny. So open your wallet. Come hang out with us. And lastly, if you want the best swag on the planet, RadiantGlobal.com. Use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind merch. So for Fork, Chev, and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Till next time, everyone, be kind. Who's one?